ABF Creative. ABF Creative. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Miss P, and it is time for another word with Miss P. I hope you are ready for another episode because, baby, I am. On today's episode, I'll be tackling season six, episode number 11 of The Real Housewives of Potomac. And this episode was all in Candace's video, Come to Death. Row, and you do not want to miss this week's What You Say Happen Now topics, honey. Let's go on and get into it. to get into it. The Real Housewives of Potomac, this one is entitled No Business Like Shade Business. I want to know who on the Bravo staff comes up with the titles. And I also want to know who's in the editing room, who handles the music, because I just want to give them a nice little golf clap this episode because it was everything, okay? This episode made me cackle. It made me smile and I was ready for it. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Candace's mama is a whole mess. She is so opinionated. It is ridiculous. Now, granted, I don't know when I become a mother how I'm going to be. But honey, every mama got some of that in there. You know what I'm saying? And and it ranges. Some, you know, they just shady and they gonna tell you how it is. They opinionated as soon as they open their mouth, kind of like Candace mama. Some are just right under the rug and some, you know, just will go ahead and do it for you. There's different levels of mama-dom and some don't give a damn, okay? So honey, I don't know what type of mama I'm gonna be, but child, hopefully I'm not Candace's uh, opinionated mama. But either way, Thankfully, Candace is opening her mouth more for what she wants and what she can handle and actually handling things and showing her mother, hey, I'm okay. Because Candace, from what I've seen, you know, her mama is taking care of everything. And honey, we don't even know if uh, she's still taking care of everything. But either way, they gave me a whole ass headache. I mean, mama knows and mama knows best. But damn, girl, let the girl have the couch. See, she won't. You know what I'm saying? Let the girl put up the... um the little lamps and stuff like she wants to go to the house. She's talking about, this looks like starter apartment couch. Girl, let the girl just spread her wings and fly. Okay, she don't want her to fly. Bless her heart. You can tell that her mama, you know, is happy that she's being more independent, but she still wants her to be her baby. And that that's understandable. But girl, whew, we all got to grow. Prayer circle for grace and this licensed child, or is it the permit? No, we figure out that this is her fifth time doing the permit. And off camera, she got a permit. Praise the Lord. Now it's time for her to get a license. Not practicing in the Gucci, Minnie Cooper. I am done. And whenever little Grace said, where's the break? I said, Father God. But we've all been there before. I remember when I started driving, I was shitting bricks because I was like, uh, especially when you are handling the whip. But now years later, I'm like, what the hell was I scared of? Get your ass out there. And thankfully, you know, Giselle is telling Grace, girl, you have got to be independent, drive for yourself because, honey, your dad is the one to get chauffeured around. We ain't got that time for you, okay? 
But I'm really thinking that Giselle should have took Grace to the bumper cars first or to the fair so she can go on and get on the go-karts. You know what I'm saying? Take her to Myrtle Beach or somewhere where they got go-karts all over the place. This way, that eventually putt-putts and runs out of gas, okay? But you can't be doing that in a real live vehicle with people around you. My daddy always says, you're driving for not only yourself, but the people around you because these people can't drive out here. You be thinking people get their license from the bread stuff. And that's that's serious business. People be getting their license from Dollar General, Walmart, even Target for the ones who think they can drive, but really can't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, she was going on the curb in the empty parking lot. Let's have a moment of silence because that little Gucci Mini Cooper is not going to make it. And where are the stickers that say, stop, go, Giselle, you need to be more prepared. You know this baby can't drive. You have got to prepare her for success, child. I can't. She's sitting here talking about she sucks. And I'm like, girl, no, you the one that got to pay for that uh, insurance. You the crazy one, girl, honey. Mm-mm. Just strap her up in a little um, bubble coat, okay? And please invest in some good safety features because that little Mini Cooper child, bless her heart, that ain't gonna work. Anywho, look at Mia and her mama FaceTiming. There is a God somewhere. She is trying to make like little dates with her mama. And of course her mom, I believe, is taking care of her sister's kids during the day and not making excuses, but her mama got a life. You know what I'm saying? And of course Mia thinks, that her mama can just drop everything and have a little, uh, make cookies and shit. And her mama like, um, well, I got these kids over here. And I mean, I'm sitting here like, it takes time, girl. But at least y'all are talking. At one point, y'all weren't even saying anything to each other. Um, and hopefully, you know, they can make it last forever. Keep sweating it. Just little baby steps. Sometimes, and I can understand it. I've done that before. I'm thinking, oh my God, relationships have to run through leaps and bounds. No, honey. Baby steps, okay? Her and her husband, G, talk about Candace and Chris and how he is now the husbander. And I'm sitting here like, why are we talking about this? But either way, um, we figure out that her and G, that's happened with them. Like whenever they were first starting out, uh, he wanted to manage her. And she was like, "Uh uh-uh, you can advise me, but we both can't run the ship. And he was like, yeah, because of emotions and, you know, we're together. So it gets a little murky. And that's the truth. You can both help each other and inspire each other. But when it comes to your individual businesses and what you have going on, you have to be able to say, hey, babe, I would love for you to advise me and help me on X, Y, and Z. But as far as managing me, running the ship, honey, uh uh-uh, I don't think so. Now, the aha is some people can do that. Some people can work together and run a business, but of course you have to know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and that's where your partner comes in with their strengths and or weaknesses. So uh, both of you can't be running the ship at the same time. Somebody has to know, okay, this is what I'm doing today and this is what they doing. As far as stepping on people's toes, that's where you make a mess. You know what I'm saying? Even like working with family, it's the same difference. It doesn't work a lot of the times because everybody trying to be the chief and ain't enough Indians. You know what I'm saying? It's okay, even if you are in a leadership capability to step back and say, oh man, I didn't know that. Or how can I assist you? Or, oh no, let me take some notes. Okay. Let me be the Indian sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's very important. And I'm even working on that in my life is saying, you know what? Oh my God. Oh shit. I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. It's okay to say you don't know and to figure something out. 
or to let somebody help you. For years of my life, I had to do everything for myself, by myself, and I ended up doing shit by myself and exhausted, where now I'm able to delegate and say, you know what, um, I really need some help in this arena, or I don't need to take on all of this, or I need a mental health day. You know, just being able to advocate for myself. And I'm sorry I went off into an advocating for yourself uh, tangent, but it's very, very important. You have to be able to show up enough for yourself so that you can show up for other people. And even in your marriage, what they were talking about is, hey, I can't have you managing my life and managing us in the house and managing the bedroom. Like you got to, we got to pick one, honey. And you have to delegate. It's very, very important. So I liked how they were talking and At first, I was like, why are they talking about um, Chris and Candace? But then I figured out because they had the same situation go on. And now look at them. Oh, okay. Oh, Karen and LaDom with the three wick candles. Honey, the way she is shading Wendy's one wick, I can't take it. I'm sitting here like, ma'am, do you know how many candles are out on the market? How is LaDom going to change the face of candledom? You never know. She might take it over. But the aha is there are so many products on the market that you cannot be looking around and going, there's no room for me. Do you know how many breads there are on the market? Next time you go into Walmart, Publix, Harris Teeter, wherever you go to get your bread at, Fresh Market, uh, Trader and the Joes. Look and see how much bread is up there. Do you see how many sauces are on the market? You need to check that out. It's crazy. It's crazy. It makes me think of uh, my dad. I love my dad to death. Shout out to my dad. And he recently started his barbecue sauce line last year during COVID. And at first he was like, oh, there's so many sauces out here. But then the crazy thing that made me go, go ahead, Pops, he was like, but my sauce isn't out here. So now his sauce is on the market, Sweet Daddy Sauce. Y'all can check it out, sweetdaddysauce.com, shameless plug. And now he has a seasoning and I mean, he just doing his thing. But just imagine if he just said, you know what? There's too many sauces on the market. I'm not going to put it out. (laughs) You ain't had that one. So go check it out. It's great on everything. I love it. But it's the same thing for Karen, same thing for Wendy. There is room out here for everybody. Speaking of Wendy, We're at her house. I want those cheetah print glasses that she had on to match that cheetah print. I don't want the the shirt that she had on, but I love those glasses. Those were so cute. I was so distracted by the glasses because y'all know I love me old nasty pair of glasses. So she was presenting her business plan to her husband, Eddie. And ma'am, you have the vision down pat, but I'm about like, Eddie, how much is this candle going to cost? How much does the candle cost to make? And where are you getting this money from, Wendy? I'm very, very confused. She's talking about, you know what? I don't need no more than like 50000 out of pocket. Girl, them candles better cover the whole house with smells, essential oils, and it better burn itself out and light itself up. What the? Girl, Wendy, you are a whole ass professor. How do you not know how much you have spent? so far. Like, I don't, but that just shows you that people's priorities, not saying they're all over the place, but she is a professor. She is a mom. Um, She has a lot going on. So as far as her candle, she was like, I think I can whip this thing up real quick. And it's like, oh no, girl, you in trouble, girl. It's a lot more than that, honey. So now she's figuring that, that out. And thankfully, Eddie, And like, girl, what the hell are you doing? He's at least like, well, here are some questions that I need you to answer for me. And then wrap back around. I'm gonna support you though. But Wendy, girl, Next time you haven't, you done had 8,000 meetings. I need you to be ready, Freddie, like you're ready for CNN and all them other uh, moderating things that you do. Okay, yeah. 
Ashley and her children go to see her family. And out of nowhere, they're all talking and she dropped, well, she didn't drop the bomb. I just didn't know that Michael was 61. Okay, then. They done had a baby. I mean, everything works on little Michael. Her family simply doesn't fuck with Michael. They don't give a damn if she's like, you know what? He is going to start a circus. And they're like, a circus? Like, it doesn't matter what. Um, we just won the lottery. They're like, mm, okay. They truly don't fuck with him because of the history. And I can totally understand that. Baby steps when it comes to Michael and her family. Now, Ashley. She now wants to be heavily involved in the movie business situation that Michael wants to do because he says she might have a star and wrote, girl, if you don't get the hell up out of here. That's how he was able to butter your ass up so that he could go and move into that movie business realm. Child, you ain't... Actually, let me hush. I don't know. She might be the star. I don't know. But either way, I'm about like her family. Girl, you in trouble, girl. Tread lightly. Speaking of treading lightly, Juan and Robin, I thought they were doing some wedding stuff. No, she is finding a bigger space for her business. And I was like, yes, finally doing what you need to do for you. And Juan was there in full support. Look at God, won't he do it? Wait, (sighs) I thought this was cool until she said they're $100,000 over budget. What had happened was, Then they go back in time and we figure out, you know, they had the upgrades for the house, which makes a lot of sense. I was just like, hold up. I did not know. And of course, you don't know. You thinking, oh, she's selling them hats. She make about 60,000. She's selling out. Dope. Where we forget that, you know, it takes a lot to run a household. It takes a lot to just run yourself in general. Children are expensive. Shit is high. You know what I'm saying? So I think the biggest aha for me is... Juan was like, yo, you got to think big and go for it. And it would be different if you were selling two hats a day. You selling out, my, you selling out, mama. Like, come on, you do have to reach for the stars. And honey, you can't be in your mama's, wherever she said she was. I said, no, girl, you have got to expand. Expand your mind, expand your brand. And then out of nowhere, I was very proud of her for this. She tells Juan how he comes off to her and how it makes her feel. And she was like, can you like take the whistle out? I'm not one of your players. I'm like your ex-wife, fiance hybrid. Like, can you just talk to me just a little bit better? And he said, I got you. I'll do better. And I said, oh, look at God. Hopefully so. Genuinely, you cannot force people to do what you want them to do, but you can address things, make sure they acknowledge what you're addressing, and then let them process it and do better on their own. Because if you force people to do shit that you want them to do, that leads to resentment. And then you also thinking, are they doing this just because I told them to or because they genuinely want to change? So hopefully Juan and her are in a better place and they're doing better. And hopefully Robin is taking the necessary steps to do better for herself. This way she's better for her family and her business. And, uh, you know, hopefully they level things out because, hey, sometimes you be over budget. It happens to the best of us, but hopefully they can, you know, get back on track because they have, you know, an interest in history when it comes to budgeting, finances, and, you know, just staying afloat. So I can understand where Robin comes from sometimes when she's like, oh shit, I don't think this is a good idea because of the past. And I can get where Juan is coming from. Like, girl, you got to think big. We good now, but you have to make sure that you stay good. Back to Candace. Girl, are you ready for this video shoot? You need to dance for your life. She's rehearsing and she's like, ooh, I forgot, ooh, ooh, ooh. Now, granted, we all have nerves, so I'm not going to act like I am Lorianne Gibson. That's not me 
at all. So I can understand. She said, I'm not the best dancer. So in my head, I'm like, you're funding all of this, not a record label. So why do you need a big dance scene? Maybe it's to quiet her inner critic. Honey, I don't know, but I hate Bravo. Every time she would fuck up, they would fuck up the music, which makes me holler because I'm sitting there like, oh my God, please stop it. Over $10,000 for the video. Girl, I could have shot it for you for about 2000 Just saying. But I totally understand. She's footing the bill. So, of course, she wants the best. I get it. And you better demand the best and get the best. I mean, the best videographer, the best dancers, the best choreographer, uh, which brings us to her manager. She calls Chris um, because she's frustrated. And granted, she's frustrated because he can't be there. Simply put, and he's frustrated because he's at work and has to deal with all the shoot details. And of course, he's snappy already. Now, granted, Christopher, Christopher, okay, he's very snappy by nature, okay? And uh, she's like, you know, you're talking crazy to me. And he's like, well, I don't think you know who you're talking to half the time. And then she was like, ooh, I mean, you're my manager. So that means you work for me. And he was like, so have I fucked up anything? No, but he was like, "Uh uh-uh, no buts. And I'm sitting here like, back to what Mia and G were talking about. You really have to lay everything out on the table. You know what I'm saying? Like if y'all are getting ready to do a video shoot, You should be able to say, okay, babe, I'm not going to ask you about these cars no more, okay? But it really, you know, frazzles me and my anxiety goes through the roof when I don't know what's going on. So can you just keep me abreast just a little bit? You know how I can get? And same with Chris. Girl, don't ask me 50, 11 times about something, especially if I'm at work, okay? Because you know that get on my damn nerves. Sometimes you have to fully express things. And I'm even working on that. I am in my regular life, my personal life, my business life, even in my relationship, I'm working on fully expressing myself and letting people know how I feel, not every moment of the day, but definitely if something is bothersome to me because people can't read your mind. I don't know why people think that everybody can read their brains. Like that's not how we are wired as human beings. We have to be able to say, hey, this bothered me as opposed to being aggressive or attacking. So that's something hopefully that Candace and Chris can work on. I like how they can wrap back around with each other, but they really have to work on, you know, how they come across to one another because thankfully Chris is saying, well, girl, when you say X, Y, and Z, that get on my nerves and I'm frustrated. A lot of men don't say that. Same with Candace. Candace is a full on, you know what she's thinking, how she feels 100% of the time. And maybe that's why they together. Have you ever thought about that? Sometimes people are together because it just makes sense and they know each other's temperament. And we figure that out a little bit later in the show is he knows, okay, if I go over there, I'm gonna frustrate her. So I'm gonna leave it alone. So they know whenever they are supposed to cross that line with each other. But sometimes I'll be looking at them like, ooh, y'all got the calm, ooh, calm down. Like, ooh, this is a lot. Which brings us to the shoot. Honey, ain't nobody there, a.k.a. the talent. And I'm sitting here like, who is running the show? That's right. Christopher is at his work job. This is the final scene. And I didn't know that. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is the first shot of the day. No, Candace has been performing, dancing for her life, honey, all night long, Lionel Richie, okay? So they're racing the sun. And, of course, the cars aren't there. I said, wait, what the f- 
she calls Christopher, meaning Candace is calling Chris. So while they're waiting, Mia, Karen, and Candace's mama start talking about her husband, the husbander. While everybody else is like, uh-oh, this is a very slippery slope. Everybody else I'm thinking is our Wendy, Ascala. Was Robin over there or was it Giselle? I think it was Giselle. And shockingly, for once, Giselle was just singing in the background, okay? So for real, for real, the cars aren't coming. So Candace then asked a Scalinem, who have at least comparable Range Rovers and shit that makes sense for a music video, to just pull their cars up just a little bit. She also asked Karen, hey, do you mind, you know, can you pull your car up? You know, Karen, yes, yes, I will. Where would you like me to pull it up to? And child, I'm about like Wendy. I'm ready to go. You done told me to be here by at least five o'clock. I wanted to be an extra. But granted, that's the aha. In the extra business, you wait around until they are ready for you because you are not the main talent. Amen? So Giselle's mass... <laughs> I can't with Giselle. Giselle's messy ass was like, shit, I do want to know if uh, Chris is on payroll because if he is, he shouldn't be paid today. Doc, the pay, okay? Then this made me real upset. Uh, well, not really upset. It just grinded my gears a bit when Wendy actually told Candace what was going on and what the girls were talking about, about the husbander. And I'm like, girl, this is not the time nor the place, sweetheart. Lord, but here goes Miss, it's, it's Candace's mama's name, Dorothy. Here goes Miss Dorothy spilling all the tea into her microphone talking to Karen. I said, oh, Either way, it was going to get back to Candace one way or the other. So, but I don't think that was Candace. Would Candace have heard about that at the shoot? No, it would have been the next week at their little whatever it's going to be that we've seen in the trailer. But the aha is that wasn't a time, Wendy. It wasn't. And Candace, mama, girl. That wasn't the time to kiki with all of them. Talking, spilling all the business, even though we wanted to know the business. But when Miss Dorothy said, refine yourself, talking about Christopher, I almost fell out on the floor. I'm going to start using that. Please refine yourself. I love it. That's some good, nasty shade talking about. Get yourself together. Please refine yourself. Oh, shit. Here comes Mr. Iron Chef himself, Christopher. I mean, he was big man. And she was like, I don't need this energy. I'm not going over there to him. And he was like, if I go over there, I will piss her off. And I'm sitting here like, you said you weren't coming to the shoot. So you done left your work job, okay? Hopefully you got a deposit. To come over here and be big mad for people to tell you the cars ain't coming. You could have did that on the phone. I'm very confused. <sighs> now, Miss Dorothy is talking to Robin, saying, I mean, I, I guess he's making some unemployment and something with that little side gig, honey. I don't know. He still got his apron on, child. Mm, mm, mm. I was like, Miss Dorothy, shut the fuck up. Shh. Just hush. Even Robin, she was sitting there like, girl, I don't know. I, mm, I shouldn't be standing right here. And thankfully, they finished everything up. And the end was actually cute, how they did it with all the girls and even Candace's Baba being dead dancing with the dude. I really enjoyed the song. I do. I really like the song. And granted, I ain't never seen Chris smile like that. I ain't never seen all of Chris's teeth in my life. She goes over and hugs her man like Whitney Houston did, Kevin Costner and um, I was about to say, wait, they exhale. No, honey. The bodyguard, she jumps up on him in her little um, saran wrap, little top, and they hugging and stuff. And I'm sitting here like, huh? I'm real confused. And everybody was like, Chris, you all right? And he was like, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. Miss Dorothy was like, well, 
Candace, girl, you persevered like mama would. And sometimes, you know, stuff just don't happen like it's supposed to. But you got to move forward. And I wish we could pick up Christopher's jaw off of the cement. I said, Lord Jesus, she just got to just literally take the dagger and just go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she don't never give nobody no type of just you got to give people some grace sometimes like they are trying this is her first music video let her just do what she wants to do and live in color as long as she didn't ask you for no coin it should be okay even the girls it's like oh my god she's not here yet and it's like yo you said you would be an extra in the video like granted you weren't waiting all day just give her a little time y'all wanted to be in the video you showed up same with Candace and Chris Chris literally came there in his chef garb and basically was trying to de-escalate something that he couldn't fix but he had to be there in support same with Candace she had to make it work she said hey can y'all bring the cars up so it looks like you know this is a car scene and they did so it's really life is not gonna always be like you want it to be every single time you have to be flexible and you have to learn how to adapt it's very very important because that shit could have went left real fast and it was about to go fast but Ultimately, I thought this episode was pretty hilarious. I cackled the whole entire time, especially at the end of this episode. Next week is supposed to be messy. I mean, messy and the boots, okay? I'm ready for it. Please let us know what you thought about this episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. And baby, we about to get into this What You Say Happened Now. Right, let's go ahead and get into this What You Say Happen Now. Congratulations are in order for Jeannie Mai and Young Jeezy. They are expecting. Now, y'all know I love me some love and I love them together. We all know, well, shoot, I know about her previous relationship from her talking about it on The Real. So it is so great to see her bubbling with excitement with her relationship. I haven't watched The Real in a while and I'm always shocked to see fans Garcia. I know it's fancy from Jamie Foxx show, but she announced her pregnancy on the season eight premiere of The Real Child. They've been going from it for eight seasons. That is crazy. I mean, and ever since Tamar left, they've been playing Ring Around the Host. But anywho, she is super geeked and realized, child, I'm not afraid to go half on a baby with a man I really, really love and am excited about and appreciate. And you can tell with her previous relationship, she was always trying to, in my opinion, overcompensate on her decision to not want kids or how they're doing or why they're separate all the time and giving the whys all the time with how they were as a couple. And sometimes it was a bit uncomfortable to watch, even before um, Adrian married her now husband, um, the dude she was with prior um, and they were engaged or whatnot. She was doing the same thing and we've all been there. Whether you are in a relationship, uh, your fiance, your husband, whatever, we have all been there where you try to overcompensate and oversay and downplay things where you're genuinely not fulfilled, you know, in your relationship, but not this go around with her. She is living her life and so is her ex-man. Now, the funny thing, when they divorced, her ex-man went on and I believe he got remarried and had some kids. And the crazy thing on the show, she was saying, you know, we're not going to have kids and we don't want children and or wait. She was saying he wanted kids, but she didn't. And the aha was she didn't want kids with him. Amen. 
Amen. So there we go. And the secret is out on that, which makes me say, you don't know who is for you and what can happen in your life. You can never say never. Brandy, 1998, Dark Child 99. Have you ever loved somebody so much that you could cry? I'm not going to go into the whole Brandy, that whole album. But Jeannie was just a snotting, announcing her pregnancy and love for Jeezy. And I could feel it all over. I said, girl, yes. And let me hush. I snot every five minutes when I think about having my little chicken nugget soon. And even how my life is transformed this year. It's a lot to take in. But it's so okay to be grateful and happy and let God do his thing in his own timing. So I was just really happy to see her just happy. And I hadn't seen her like that. Granted, like I said, I haven't watched The Real um, in a while and I didn't really watch while they were um, doing the show during the pandemic. But previously, I remember her just, you know, being like, well, you know, it is what it is. And But as soon as she got with Jeezy, honey, life changed. And I'm trying to tell you, life can change for you if you want it to change. But congrats so much to Jeannie and Young Jeezy, and they're going to have a little Jeezy? Well, shoot, I don't know what they're having, but I'm excited for her, and hopefully she continues to have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy love life. I'm really, really excited for them. And uh, the aha is, uh, let's get off our congratulations rooftop. We're going to go down a little bit because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been seeing this a lot with Karen Civil being in some hot ass water. Now, I know Karen Civil from being like um, the ultimate consultant, um, brand strategist, influencer. I know she did a lot with Nipsey Hussle. I know her in that capacity. And uh, she's been out for a while. I've watched a lot of things with her and I was like, okay, she cool. Now, the aha is she is now in some boiling hot ass water. And honey, we all want to know the tea. There have been allegations of her stealing and being fraudulent. And it's hit the social media in this past weekend. And everybody, it seems like, is coming out all over the place with their how Karen frauded me story. Now, hold up. This is what made me go, huh? Karen, Karen Civil herself, Jason Lee, y'all know the host of various things. Jesse Wu, y'all know Jesse Wu. Uh, what did Jesse Wu say? Um, <laughs> how did the, the Zozo, yes. Um, and Joyner Lucas, I believe he's a rapper, were on Clubhouse to have this big discussion. And in my head, I'm sitting here like, who in the hell is still on Clubhouse? But anyway, Jesse Wu allegedly accuses Karen of using fraudulent practices to get over $3 million from her. I said, damn, how the hell? Now I can understand $3, $30, $3,000, maybe even $30,000. But $3 million? No, ma'am, absolutely not. Karen's response was they eventually did have to go to court. It's still ongoing. She hasn't gotten any money. Um, and Jesse ain't got no money either. And it's just been a big headache. Now, granted, with that situation... I really don't know. It, it was a lot of back and forth going on with them. And I'm not sure. It was like, who stole what brand? Who stole the name of what podcast? Uh, I had this idea. You had that idea. And I, I don't know. But racking up three mil, I don't know. Is that in court fees? I'm not really sure. I, I can't say about that. But that's a big zozo, okay? Joyner Lucas accused her of, you know, taking 60000 and said she wasn't honest about where the funds were going for his career. And Karen stopped answering his phone calls and said she was disturbing him while she was on vacation. Karen's response was, the funds were given to the appropriate people. And the reason she didn't answer a call is she was on vacation and he was late showing up to some function that she had him going to. 
I say, you know what? Now, as far as that one, I did see, you know, the Instagram posts of him literally going on and on about what happened was. And I said, well, damn. Now, either way, all people can say is, yes, I, I sent that money to the appropriate people. And I didn't answer the call because I was on vacation. I mean, she was like, Barry, I mean, what you want me to do? Jason Lee, of course, I mean, he always has a story and said he had an issue with Karen way back in 2018. Karen hired a hacker in an attempt to get his company's Instagram page taken down. Karen admitted to doing that and apologized to Jason, Jason, I can't talk, Jason for her previous actions. Lucy, girl, you got some splaining to do. All this sounds very negligent and fraudulent, honey. I mean, there's too many people saying the same thing in a different way. Like somebody's, everybody's saying you're taking the money. You got a hacker. Like who hires, a, who does that? Huh. You can tell when folks are up to some messy shit because they be talking too fast and playing ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy, ashes, ashes. Now your ass is falling down. You are in trouble, girl. And the aha is, Joyner Lucas said it in one of his posts that, hey, I said I was going to talk about this when I was all the way up, okay? Because when I was small and little, wasn't nobody going to listen to these allegations. But now that I'm all the way up, honey, we can go back and forth. Same with Jessie Wu. I mean, she's sitting here like, yo, baby, I have the followers. Even with Jason Lee. I mean, girl, what are we talking about? And that's the funny thing. You never shit on people while they down because you never know when they going to come up. That's the crazy thing. Now, granted, have I been scammed and felt like I was um, frauded in my life of being um, an influencer, YouTuber, et cetera? Hell yes. Oh my God, yes. I know this one instance in particular, and I'm not going to go all the way in, but I was working with this dude And the crazy thing was, he just kept talking fast, but everything he was talking about, it sounded good and it was in my lane. And when you're just starting out and you feel like, oh my God, this would be great. You're like, okay, let's get it. Let's go. And the crazy thing, I was caught up in not legal stuff, but he was caught up in some legal stuff. I didn't know he was fraudulent. I didn't know he all had all these businesses just tied up with various LLCs and EIN numbers. I didn't know that. So here I am subpoenaed to sit there with a bunch of other people who have been in cahoots, not cahoots, because granted, we were all looking at each other like, you know his ass too? Has he tried to do X, Y, Z? Now, granted, I didn't have no money caught up in that, but I had a lot of time caught up in it. And the crazy thing, we were subpoenaed to talk on his behalf about some other fuck shit he was in. So that's the crazy thing. I remember the judge basically saying after I said my spiel, why is she sitting here? She has nothing to do with this situation. She basically told me, young lady, go home and never talk to this dude again because fraudulent. But the aha is, I'm so glad I went through that experience because now I know how to pick them. I, honey, uh, you can't slick a slicker. I know somebody who's fraudulent because they talk too damn fast and everything that they're doing, they're always steering you in a different direction or I'm going to get back to you on that or I'll give you a call or uh, we need to go to someone else for this. They never have an answer, okay? If somebody is really going to do something for you, you're going to see the receipts. You're going to see the results. It don't take 50 million years to do something. Now, granted, it does take a while, you know, for production and things like that. But honey, you can tell when somebody is literally trying to fuck you, okay? Now, y'all be blessed, all right? And don't let nobody fuck you out here, okay? Now, Karen, Hopefully, these are just allegations, I hope. But it's too many damn people saying the same thing. But girl, you in trouble, girl. 
You got to get it together, honey, because I don't know what you're going to do. There was also somebody else talking about some type of um, nonprofit. I said, hell no, you're not fucking up the nonprofits now. I can't, child, I cannot. Sometimes you get so big and you think, honey, I can just do whatever the hell I want to. Uh Uh-uh, it's always going to catch up to you. You got to calm down. But hopefully she gets it together 702, which brings us to the 2021 Emmy Awards. Honey, why didn't they invite me? Now, I understand I didn't get an invite to the Met Gala. I understand that. The Emmys, I can understand that too because I'm pregnant. I get it. They didn't want to, you know, have me out in the COVID streets and then I would have to flu to LA. I understand, child. But next year, let's get it together. They were in an enclosed space and everybody had to show proof of vaccination and they only limited seating to honorees. <sighs> I want to say shout out to The Shade Room for breaking down the shockers of the night because, honey, I didn't get a chance to watch it fully. The fashions, I've seen them on Instagram here and there. They were kind of cute. Nothing made me go, oh my God. After the Met Gala, honey, everything is underwhelming me because I needed a break. It was just too much going on. We want to give a shout out to Seth Rogen for calling out the Emmys, okay? I mean, he has just gone viral through Twitter and Instagram because he basically was like, um, Emmys. Y'all said this was going to be an open space. It's too many of us sitting here breathing the same air. I know we all vaccinated, but that don't mean a damn thing. This is a mess. We could have done this from the house. I was like, yes, exactly, Seth. Call them out. This is too much. He said, y'all literally want to have extra chandeliers and can't take the roof off this place. This is crazy. I said, you know what? Thank you, Seth. And I'm trying to say so many people since the pandemic are literally saying whatever the hell they want to. Fuck being politically correct. If it ain't right, it just ain't right. Uh, Shout out to RuPaul. Come on, shout out. Getting another Emmy, okay, which makes him now the most awarded Black artist in Emmy's history with 11 awards. You know, that's crazy that... Not saying it's crazy that he's, you know, has just 11 Emmys. I know that sounds like just 11. You know how long RuPaul been out? Just 11? Like, that. that's crazy to me, which makes me think of the Grammys. Like, there's some legends out here who ain't never won not nah award, and they just now getting their flowers. That's, that's some crazy mess to me, but congratulations. Congrats. Um, also, shout out to Michaela. I May Destroy You Win, securing the Emmy Award for writing for a limited or anthology series or movie. Honey, shout out to her for being the first Black woman to win an Emmy in that category. That's what blows my freaking mind. Like, we're just now, in the last couple of years, getting to the point where we're getting, like, the first Black woman or the first woman or the first anything to win these categories. And it's like, we can't keep giving these awards to old white men and random white women. Like, I'm just saying, and now the diversity and the inclusivity is literally, I'm excited for it, but it's also making me go, finally, just now, y'all just seeing the greatness? Like, that just makes me go, okay. But shout out to her acceptance speech. She dedicated the award to survivors of sexual abuse. And she basically said, write the tale that scares you, that makes you feel uncertain, that isn't comfortable. I dare you in a world that entices us to browse the lives of others, to help us better determine how we feel about ourselves and to, in turn, feel the need to be 
constantly visible. For visibility these days seems to somehow equate to success. Do not be afraid to disappear. Ah, that's a word. Chad, that's a word. You can tell why she won the award. Oh my God, I, oh, I just love it. I, huh, write the tale that scares you, that makes you feel uncertain, that isn't comfortable. Do the shit that makes you feel uncertain, that isn't comfortable. We have to feel the need now these in these times to be constantly visible, constantly doing something, constantly going, where it's okay to just disappear and do your thing and pop back up and do things that aren't comfortable. I love that. Oh my God, I could keep going on and on and on for that. But that is fantastic. And the last but not least, I want to hit on Debbie Allen receiving the Governor's Award. Honey, I love me some Debbie Allen. Now, y'all know I love me some Felicia Rashad, but I love Debbie Allen, honey. I've always just appreciated her tenacity. And she don't take no shit. I love that. Ever since she's been starting, she's just been doing it. She's also always been feisty and ready to go and just taking charge. I love that. And yes, I'm so glad that they are giving her her flowers while she can smell them bitches. She's been a dancer, choreographer, actor, singer, director, producer, writer, humanitarian. Debbie Allen has been doing it all. And she was honored last last night. I'm so excited for that. And yes, I'm glad everybody stood up, gave her a standing ovation because she deserves it. And she basically said it's taken a lot of courage to be the only woman in the room most of the time. A lot of courage and creativity and fight and faith to believe that I could keep going. And she has. I was so happy for her. And of course, in true Debbie Allen style, she told them people, turn the clock off. I'm not paying attention to no clock. Honey, this is my time. Reclaiming my time. Amen. And she just had a really, really awesome speech and just kept talking about claiming your power and not letting nobody run over your ass. I love that. And it's amazing how she was like, yo, a lot of the times I was the only woman in the room, the only black woman in the room. So now that I'm a director, now that I get to share spaces, I like to allow other women to be in the room, other black women to be in the room. And a lot of times that's all that's in the room now. And I said, yes, we have come such a long way and we still have a long way to go. But I was so inspired by just hearing and reading about these women. They're just amazing and constantly inspired me to keep going. So I hope these women know how inspiring they are. And I hope we just ingest this and know that we can really do anything we put our minds to and nobody's stopping us but us. And we do have to reclaim our power and who we are. We just do. Honey, those are the what you say, how I've just been talking and talking and talking. Players mess up. I mess up all the time. Y'all be thinking I'm just very fluid and I can just go, 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 Power Ranger. Honey, no, I be flubbing all the time, but I keep it in here because that's life and we can't be polished all the time. And perfection, honey, uh-uh, that's, <laughs> that's the ego, okay? I just flub. I was about to say, those are the what you say happen now topics of the week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed them. If there's anything that you want me to hit on next week, you know, you can always send me a direct message. I'm on the Twitter. I'm on the Instagram. And of course, you can always hit up ABFs. You know, they're going to get to me. They're going to get it to me. But thank y'all so much for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you so much 
much for listening. But before you go, make sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate us and leave us a review. Every single comment matters. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss TP90. See y'all next week.